Welcome back, people. It is Taxi Squad Podcast, episode 33, season two. Vince, it's August 18th. How we feeling? Dude, it's lost voice season. I might have a couple cracks going on. Yeah. You sound like you're going through puberty all over again. Hey, man. (laughs) Brother's bachelor party this weekend. On Sunday, I was in bad shape, and I couldn't speak well at all. So the fact that I sound like this now is kind of a blessing. So uh, we're just going to run with it here, bud. Hey, I I love it. I mean, sexy Vinny raspy voice. I'm all about this life right now. Yeah, you fucking doing. (laughs) How you doing? How you doing? Like Vince could be on the midnight hotline right now. You're telling me. Like, tell me what you're wearing. I'd be too good at it. I'd be getting paid after about five minutes. You'd be way too good at it. I mean, well, I could imagine with the group you were with, you had to really shout to get a word in edgewise. Yes, sir. yeah, yeah. There was probably a lot of Italian kids there if I knew this, if I knew the group correctly. So you're fucking right about that, man. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That had to be a loud one for the for the past few days mm-hmm. that you were on there. But how was it overall? You had some fun, dude. The Ozarks is an awesome place. Um, it is. I didn't really know what to expect, but we um, I rented a boat for my brother. Or we all rented a boat and uh, got an RV and drove down there. So it was a whole experience. Um, Yeah, like all the bars are just insane. They all have like pools and like swim up bars and stuff. We went like everywhere. We drank all day. So I'll tell you, I had to drive that RV home and man, about from a a quarter to all the way to the end was just a bad time for your boy Vince here. Did you puke? The night before, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At the the bar. (laughs) Oh, boy. Good for you. Puke and rally, though, was real. Hey, you got to do it, man. Especially if you're drinking all day, man. it's just not sustainable. And you can't it was like, the red what? vodka Red Bulls, which is a real problem. <laughs> you got to do sugar-free Red Bull, Vince. That's the ticket. Yeah, I wasn't in any way, shape, or form to be asking for sugar-free Red Bull. I was just I'm asking just, for Red Bull. It makes the hangover far less terrible than what you'd think it is. But no, sugar-free Red Bull, yeah, it keeps you moving, keeps you moving. But boy, do you pay that price. Yep. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good. I mean, hey, did you have someone at least charter the boat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't nice. driving that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That it was cool. It was this nice big, like, mini yacht. Um, All 12 of us on there just having a good time. Just taking us to different places, going to going to bars for a little bit, leaving, going to another one, swimming around the lake. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And my brother had a good time, I think. So that's all that really matters about the whole thing. Well, good. I mean, absolutely. If he if he didn't leave saying that that's a legendary time, then, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what you and I have in common. We, we put this shit together. Well, right? guess what I did? What'd you do? I golfed. <laughs> oh, that's right. And yep. once again, we are back to this segment. <laughs> Is Vince still a golf guy? So, Vince, why don't you tell all of our listeners if you're still a golf guy or not? Guess what, people? I'm still a golf guy. Um, oh, man. Beautiful courses out there. I played like shit. That's been like three in a row now. It's oh. very concerning. Oh, okay. okay but the cool. thing is, is I think this is here to stay because I played like shit and I'm still, I still like it. So okay. it's got to be a plus. Now, do you like more so the event of going out in nature and you get to drink a little thing. bit and you yeah. get to bang with the buddies and talk a little shit and it's good boys time, right? And, and then you, you know. get like two, three good hits in, and you're like, all right. It keeps you coming back. Yeah. It keeps you coming back. And I mean, listen, that's good. That's great. You know, I'm not very patient, and I don't have the time. Like, God, I just, that, that one terrible hole will like ruin the day for this guy, mm. right? So I need to learn how to shorten that memory because I do get competitive. And if I'm doing something, I want to be good at it. So, you know, there's that whole thought process. And if anybody's known me for half amount of time, they know how fiery this guy can get. So yeah, I'm just saying, especially with a few drinks in you <laughs> or, or just being in competitive of anything my entire yep. life. And, you know, that's kind of that whole thought process. But, um, yeah, no, Mike will become a golf guy. One of these days we'll see. You know, I can't in. wait till we can have his mic still a golf guy segment. It's going to be awesome. We we will. And and chances are I'm going to be a little bit more fiery and less accepting of it than you are. But <laughs> I'm ready for it. By the way, Vince, we still got to get that book, man. We got to we got to do a little something. We got That's just true. a nine hole. We don't got to do a full 18. We can know? do a full 18 I, if you want. 
I personally you know, don't want. <laughs> but I know you want to take me through that journey. Yes. And if that's the case, you know, that back nine, this guy may not be able to stand so well, depending on the day's going. I love but, that. Uh, we need to have a content day, and that will be a day. See, we always plan stuff on the pod for future pods, you know? Yep. It's, it's nice. all great things. And, you know, Vince, as, as far as, you know, things go is, uh, you know, celebrating and you just got done celebrating, uh, you know, we, we are back with a strange and unusual. Yes, we are. Snaps to that, dude. It's been a couple weeks, you know. It's been, it's, been, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. But Vinny sent me this today or the other day, and I'm like, wow, that is a party, right? So uh, Draymond Green got married, Vince, right? Yes. And, and 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 what exactly at this wedding was pretty strange and unusual. I mean, maybe not for today's times, but still pretty strange. And it still kind of is. I mean, like when I saw it, it was wild. And I don't even think the concept is the wild thing. It's the amount. It's like the sheer amount that they had. Um, Draymond Green had a full service marijuana bar with dozens wow. of hand rolled cigars, like marijuana cigars, blunt that he was just handing out at his wedding, which I think is awesome. And I'm like, you know what? Alcohol isn't for everybody. Here you go. True. Here's a little party favor. Get a little schmoke schmoke in. Yeah, have a good time. I, you know, I can't hate on that. No, I mean, but Vinny, these are aggressively large. Wow. Like yeah. this would, I feel like, put more people to sleep. But that's all dependent on your tolerance and all that good stuff. You know, high school yeah. would have been all about this at one day. But they are now, thick. Like they're now, like, they're sausage finger sized for sure. That's what she said. Um, but, um, yeah, no high school, Mike would have loved this, but you know, corporate America, Mike, you know, I gotta be a good boy. So yeah, no more for this no guy, more. <laughs> no more for this guy. But I mean, listen, this is impressive. He's got two separate types of bud. They got different. Oh man. I mean, it's, imp- I mean, it is pretty. I will say it that much. I mean, Hey, come on. But the guy makes millions of dollars a year. He could have whatever he could have a like he better right. fucking wedding. You know, like full blown, like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street style. Like he could have that if he wanted to. Now, I will say planning a wedding, Vince, because I'm in that process of my life right now. We're going to have some neat shit. okay? just 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 a shout out. Right. Okay. We're going to have some neat stuff at the wedding. I think I'm going to have a cigar rolling station a la Draymond Green's, you know, blunt rolling station. (laughs) But I just feel like that's cool. And we'll have like our own labels and like, it'll be, it'll be neat. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely something that uh, will be a part of it. It's going to be more so of an outside wedding. So there will be a time to do such a thing. It'll be badass. So I'm pretty jacked for it. No, no joke. Jacked for it. Uh, Definitely want to make some noise. So Vince, I mean, at your wedding, are are you going to be, you know, like motivated to do such a thing? Uh, you know what? There's things that I have to get in order before I get married. And the number one thing is I got to find someone to get married to, but you know, <clears throat> you never know what Vince. the future is like. Vince. I'm pretty sure my mom would hate that a lot. <laughs> Vince, it, it's going to happen. You know, we'll see. It will happen. You're two. Hey, one, one, you're a great guy, right? Thanks. Right. Okay. Oh, I wasn't even fishing for compliments. I just don't even know if I'm well, gonna you're going to fucking get it anyway. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. You got a lot to offer some young lady out here one day. Okay. okay. Taxi squat therapy session of the week. And then number three, number three. Okay. Number three, Best of all, yeah. beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And there's somebody out there for everybody. It's the Martin once said. So, you know, that's all I got. It'll happen. Take your time. You're a young gentleman living in the city I, of Chicago. You're doing I'm taking my time. Don't you worry. You I am. should. So your Royal Oaks, Vincent. So your royal oats. It sounds so gross. Why is that gross? So your royal oats. It sounds that's gross. From, I don't think it is. That's from Coming to America. The oh, Eddie Murphy movie. He okay. goes to America to sow his royal oats. So Vinny Boy's in Wrigleyville currently sowing his royal oats. <laughs> and then he's going to move to West Town or Loop. And then that's where it's going to all come together. You know? That's where it's going to come together. I got a good feeling about that. Get, possibility. We got to get this guy out of Wrigleyville, people. We gotta get That's him out true. Of I do you need know? to get out of Wrigleyville. There's no doubt about that. It's getting I agree. Time. It's getting time. You know, you're starting to age out a little bit, Vinny. You know, it's like you don't want to be. Oh, the I old... aged out at like 19. <laughs> you, no, no, you didn't. You don't want to be the old guy in the frat, right? You don't want to. Be well, like I don't even go started. out in Wrigleyville. That's the thing. I just live here. 
Right. Like, right. I, I, anytime I go out, I go to a different neighborhood. That's why it doesn't make any sense for me to be out here. Right, right. Cubby Vince isn't meant to be there anymore. You yeah. know, he's got to sew his Royal Oaks somewhere else. And I feel as if <laughs> that's going to happen. saying that. I, I just kind of want to creep you out, you know? That's, <laughs> that's where gross. I'm at right now with this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, listen, in my eyes, it, it, will, it will happen in one of those general areas. But we got to first step of the game. We got to age you out of Wrigleyville, right? I mean, it's just like, like I said, it's like the old guy in the frat. Nobody wants to be the old guy in the frat. But speaking of frats, um, yes. and we, there's a reason for every segue. So Lane Kiffin most recently <laughs> found his Dude, new you've punter. Dude, you've had two incredible segues. Sorry, I just had yeah, to I'm say just, that. So far. I'm just feel, I'm feeling great today. Feeling it. Lane Kiffin had found his new punter at a frat party and he like tasked his boys to go out and say hey we need a fucking punter go find one and they legit had a press conference about their new signing as at punter and he was like yeah he used to be a punter at a small school came and tried out kids got a great one though yeah i know i mean who one punter leave it to lane to find such a thing because at party hung at a kegger. You know, do you think like Lane just on the campus old miss just like shows up at random frat parties like who can Urban Meyer? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Although f- okay, another fun segue which we will get into. So the reason Lane Kiffin was booted from Alabama was due to his misconduct Ooh. with a student. And not only that, but it was one of the coach's daughters. And she was a student Shut at up. Bama. Of course, she was of consenting age. She was in her early 20s. No way, yeah. though. That's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Look it up. Every I urge everybody to look it up. That's the reason he was shit camped Lame, Bama. you dog. And Damn. that's why. So he got thrown out, right, yeah. from Alabama. And then that's why he took the FAU job with the Owls and was all sorts of hungover at that press conference slash his intro day. Wow. Just looking like he was sweating straight tequila in that conference. That was like me the, on Sunday. <laughs> right? So, and, and you know, that Lane is a party guy. So it would not, you know, surprise me if Lane's not scouring the local campus to say, who can kick? Who can kick? And this kid just comes up and said, hey, dude, I just hit bombs. So I'm ready for it. So they had a press conference about it today. And I segued it into this is how I recruited Vince to the pod. Which really is not the case at all. Nope. But well, <laughs> I wasn't even in a frat. <laughs> he, no, no, he went to a city school. People, they don't have. And I was those. an acapella choir. Let's go. <laughs> That's the dopest frat there is, Vince. <laughs> That's what they say. That's right? the best sounding frat on the campus. No, it's just something I like. You know, it's cheesy, but it is what it is. Hey, kid's got a voice like a fucking angel already. Not right now, <laughs> you're gonna judge. No, no, now you sound like. Never mind. Hey, you fucking guy. Yeah, you sound like you just chain smoke three packs of fucking, fucking Newport. You're like, Mikey, come on, let's get out of pod. We gotta get. Let's get the recording voice. Mikey, come on, we gotta pod. My voice is hoarse, but I'll be all right. I'll be all right. No, yeah, so, that's yeah. me. No, that's any day. But I mean, hey, we got. We got a lot more to get into when it comes to college football. That'll yeah. be here before we know it. So we're going to have some big work ahead of us here moving forward. But, you know, segue to Lane. Lane doing his thing. But Vince, NFL training camp is full blown yeah. upon us. Uh, started watching Hard Knocks. I'm ready for the NFL season. Mm-hmm. You sent me some jazzy stuff today at training camp. We got some fights breaking out. Why don't we get into this a little bit? Yeah. I mean, first off, just an overarching thing. Seeing preseason football was such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like, I know preseason's like, I like the first game, and then I'm waiting for the actual regular season. But just seeing football being played just gave me a little, it gave me some butterflies in my stomach. I felt like something good was happening. Oh, dude, it's that time of year. You know, the end of summer in the Midwest is always usually bittersweet. Just due to the fact that we know these days are it's numbered. About to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about to get real fucking cold real, real quick, usually. So, you know, how it usually goes is like January, February, March, April, May, and then it's like June, July, August. Yeah. It just flies by. 
And but then football comes back. And, and you're football like, comes okay. back and life feels good again. Hello, and, darkness, know, my old friend. <laughs> yes. It's like the only redeeming quality about the fall is like you can put on some sweatpants. You can put on your winter coat, hype it that, like, you know, just a little bit. And, and watch the Bears lose. <laughs> and watch the Bears disappoint you, which we have come to that. But yep. if you're in a fantasy league, right? I mean, I've even come to say that sometimes I even look forward to Saturday football even more than Sunday football. Because at For least college? Saturday, yeah, because at least Saturday you can kind of make it like a party. That's true. Right? Which this guy's a party guy. But training camp kicked off full effect. Yep. Love that it's back in effect. The Patriots and Panthers have a joint practice going they've on. Had, this is- they've had two separate ones. Okay. And shit got heavy in both of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <clears throat> this first one. So, the first day, Mac Jones goes up to Brian Burns of the Panthers following a long touchdown pass and said, Hold my nuts, little bitch, <laughs> which led to a massive brawl. Like, massive brawl. Um, that was definitely on the Patriots. The Patriots definitely started it. Uh, the people that got kicked out were Patriots for that. But that's not the kicker because there's a full video of the next day in practice, and they're all just fighting again. There was, like, a scrum of fights going on right near all the fans at practice. And for that, I say it's an aggressive sport, and maybe it's a good thing. Who knows? Oh, I love this shit. I love chippy. I love when stuff gets chippy, even in, in, in easy training camps. You know right now, especially chippy, okay, the Saints' first-round draft pick, their offensive guard, is like potentially getting fined by the team because he's getting in so many fights in training camp with teammates. He's fighting everybody. <laughs> They're like, Literally. you have to stop it. <laughs> Literally, he's pissing off so many people. But you know what? He If he wasn't pissing off people, then he wouldn't be any good. So in my eyes, that shows that this guy was the right choice. He's got that dog in him. Yeah, you know, you might be a teammate, but. We got to make something like the dog scale. Because like every single podcast, they call like four people like he's a dog. But like what kind of dog? So I'm going to have to figure out a scale here and we'll work on the dog scale going forward. Ooh, we're gonna work on the dog skill. I like it. The taxi yeah. squad. Like that motherfucker's a cocker spaniel. <laughs> I mean, is it a cocker spaniel? Is he a pit bull? Right? Right? What kind of dog is he that week? Like our weekly dog. It depends, you know. It's gonna Jones. depend on stature. It's gonna depend on what they did. It's like that like, dude's a chihuahua. Right? I think like Mac Jones, like this week, if we had to put a finger on it, you know, he's more like the golden retriever of dogs. Yeah. Because yeah, like Zach he Wilson. didn't Yeah, he's not gonna like you know, physically like intimidate you, but the words were great. Hold my nuts, little bitch. That's fantastic. Yeah. To drop a dime like that and go hold my nuts, that's fantastic. Right? Especially after all this, you know, hubbub coming out of the Patriots camp right now, saying that Bill's kind of trying to purp- purposely sabotage the team. Draft picks were weak this year. He's getting rid of, you know, a lot of former A1 players for them that, you know, aren't doing what they need to do. And it's then the you know, bringing, way. bringing in all these old coaches like Nat Patricia and uh, what's his nuts from the Giants. What was that guy's name? Oh, uh, wow. Holy cow. Is it already gone out of my head? Yeah, he was <laughs> he was there and he was gone. What's right? that name? Jeez, I can just think of Gettleman, but that's certainly not him. No, so, Gettleman yeah. here. We're going to find out right here. Right here. Oh, oh Google during the pod. I love to hear it. <clears throat> really quick on the dog thing, though, while you're looking it up. Uh, I think Zach Wilson would be one of those small dogs that just like humping and they don't care what you are. You can be a guy, girl, old, young, all that shit. That's Zach Wilson, just a sexual maven. Oh, Zach Wilson's out there with all the mamas. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. There you go. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that guy. You know, I mean, he, he was not very good. Right. Not for the not for the Giants at all. No, not for the Giants. He he did not do a very good job. But you know what? Hey, you know Belichick says always come home, right? Yep. So he's got these guys. But the problem is, is like Mac Jones, he doesn't have that offensive mind anymore, right? He doesn't he doesn't have that guy anymore, which Josh McDaniels was for him for uh, you know that first year, and he's a great offensive mind. But now he's with the Raiders. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes moving forward. It's going to, I mean, if it's Patricia, then it's questionable. It's going to be like, I don't know. I'm not sold on the Mac Jones train still. Like last year was pretty good, but 
I mean, even that one snow game, he threw the ball like one time. Like they don't really have much trust in him yet. I don't know if I like him very much. Not gonna lie, but that can't help losing that guy in his first year. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think it. I don't think it can help. You know, and that it's just. It's going to be interesting because he doesn't have many weapons. You know, they went and got Devontae Parker, but he doesn't really beat anybody off the ball anyway. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. He doesn't create his own separation. You know, in my eyes, it's going to be an interesting year for the Patriots. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill kind of hangs it up and goes and coaches his buddy Saban out there in Bama for a few years. That would be interesting. You know, that would like be definitely They're like yeah, no, they're, they're great friends. They're buds. So. It's, like, it's like MJ and Jeter, you know? They got to be friends. That's how that goes. Oh, is that, is that a little foreshadowing? Who knows? Are we? Are we? Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Well, another NFL news, you know, whether you believe in him or not, you know, Tom Brady's taking a week and a half off. There's a lot yeah. of allegations going on right now about Tommy and his marriage to, you know, Giselle, a.k.a. the uh, the, the smoke show of a wife that he has. who's also a billionaire. Uh, yeah. There are some reports coming out in the rags right now that uh, she's not happy with Tom's decision to return to football. Vince. What are your thoughts about this? I mean, do, do we think this is all smoke? Do we think there's any validity to this? Sometimes I love speculation. Sometimes I don't like it. This is one of those situations where he said he was going to be gone for a specific amount of time. Like, I think it's a week and a half. I She has to know that it's ending soon. So I don't think she would just completely destroy the marriage for that. Um, I don't know. I like. I feel like this is something that's not as big there. Maybe it's something that's a little different like maybe it's a medical concern with somebody that he knows or loves or something of that nature he doesn't need to be here for this let's be honest like tom brady's done this enough he's okay he's gonna be okay if he leaves it for a week and a half i don't know but i certainly hope not that would just be sad i'm never gonna root for that kind of thing no we're never gonna root for that type of thing on this podcast but just we love love mike we love love is right we are we are a group of lovers on this podcast we are not fighters true statement no um, about it. But, yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see. But Tom being gone for a week, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He's going to come back and still drop dimes. He's got Julio Jones. He's got Mike Evans. They're, they're still going to come back ready to rock and roll. So um, let's, let's breeze over NBA sure. news right now, Vince, because I just don't like talking about the, the man known as LeBron oh, James. LeBron wanna, James? You can go ahead and bury the lead. <laughs> okay. LeBron James agreed to a two-year, $97.1 million contract extension with the Lakers, which now makes him the highest paid player overall in the NBA history. What's interesting, quote unquote, about this is the whole Bronny situation. There's people speculating about where Bronny's going to go to college. This person's talked to him. This person's talked to him. They kind of put that one to bed. They said no one's really talked to him about it. There's no offers right now that they're decided to accept. But these two years, there's a player option for the 2024-2025 season. Could he leave? play with Bronny who knows so I mean he he signs these types of contracts where it's an easy out for him if he needs to leave but it is I mean he's the highest paid player in NBA salary ever so something worth to say but neither of us are really LeBron James fans overall no no and and, you know whatever he's gonna do he's gonna do it in the most LeBron way possible he's still gonna piss and run and cry on the court he's still gonna do all that I do think that these years though are gonna be regression I don't think it's going to be crazy. I don't think Bronny. We've been saying that, though. <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, for real, he's not going to make it to any Western Conference Finals anytime <laughs> soon. I not don't see that, that happening. No. So, you know, the Brow was a failed experiment that they gave up way too much for. I mean, and- they, won a, they won one. It was cookie they cutter won in some bubble, bubble shit. Bro. Yeah, but they won still, in the bubble. they did win one. It's like, I swear to God that that was, like, scripted. You know, have, has anybody ever seen the conspiracy that sports are scripted? Oh, yeah. All the time. That's like a thing. You know, Vince, that's a thing. And and I don't know. That year felt awfully scripted. You know, Yeah, in the NBA, I can believe man. that. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Because yeah. there's a lot of, like, crazy storylines that happened. And you're like, that just seemed like that shouldn't have happened. Or it was just, like, too storybook that they tried too hard. So that's kind of where I sit on that. But, I mean, you know, they still won. It's still in the record books. Technically, it is what it is. But I wouldn't what, say what, it was an entire failure. What makes me upset, though, is this whole thing that Bronny Jr. is, like, the next one up. He's not. He's, like, a second rounder. Right. Like, he's lucky to be the second rounder. and it's Because like, of his dad, mostly. <laughs> right. Like, what What are you – where is your success going to come from? 
You right. know, I mean, are you going to go play at Duke? Where are you going to play? I mean, there is no real purpose. Now, if he falls out in college and gets his name up there, yeah, sure, great. But beyond that, I don't – I mean, he's not as big as his father. He's not going to – I mean, he's not the genetic anomaly that LeBron James is. If he gets drafted high, it's going to be because, it's going to be because somebody's going to want to sign LeBron, and LeBron's going to want to play with this kid. That's the only reason why people are saying that for – years it's really gonna fuck Bronny over in the end of it because it's kind of just like all right we're gonna draft you for your dad who's gonna like retire in two years and then the rest of his career he's just gonna be like oh remember his dad <laughs> like the whole time so and his okay. little brother is looking like a way bigger unit than he is absolutely i mean hey as little brothers that aren't absolute units i mean we can it's relate true. to that you we know? figured that I mean, one out we figured that one out early. So, hey, who knows? Maybe the young one is going to be the best one. And that's not a surprise to me. Um, now, what I will say is that this is something that both of these kids are kind of at a disadvantage coming into the league because they're going to have to live in their father's shadow forever. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at MJ's kids, they were never, ever anything at they the tried. collegiate level. Yeah. So. But it just didn't work out. And that doesn't really happen ever. Like, if you think about it, like, I can't think of a family like, like this, if the son's better than the dad, sure. But like, there's never a situation where I think of it where this like the son is like good and the dad is great. I don't know. It's hard to figure. I mean, maybe Gary Payton at this point, like you could probably put him in there, but I don't know. A Griffey, but Griffey was way better than his dad. So like, I don't really know. Oh, well, Ken Griffey Jr. Was, the, was a gangster. Yeah. But you also can't. Like, you can't be much better than LeBron, you know? Like, the, the bar's way too high. Like, it's way too high to do that. Oh, he's arguably the best player of his generation. There's no doubting that. He is right? the best player of his generation. Probably. He yeah. Is. And he's transcended he into just, a... There's no argument here he is. You know, Vince, yeah. <laughs> you can hate, but you know he is. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's played the game for 20-plus years. I mean, you could argue Give me Kobe. one person. Kobe. Not no. just because he's dead. Yes. Not really, no. Five Statistically, trophies, bro. How many does LeBron have? Two? Three. No. Three. Four. Four. Yeah? Yeah. Two with the Heat. One with the uh, Cavs. Yeah, one with the Okay, fine. And he's not going to win another one. <laughs> who knows? Never no, he's not. Way. Don't say who knows. He's not. <laughs> not going to happen. It. Unless he's riding it. fucking coattails. Going to Golden State. That's the only way that happens, Vinny. Mm, yeah. Golden State's going to be good next year. I don't know, but still, it's like. Three years to come. Yeah. There is one yeah. of this. <laughs> I mean, I think when it's all said and done, I think, I mean, Steph Curry might be in that talk, too. I agree. I think he's going to be criminally underrated for a really long time. Like, obviously not, because like people are like, he could be the best ever, like all that stuff. But like, just from his size and his play style, everybody's going to be like, yeah, he's top 10. Or whatever it may be, but if he just keeps winning, keeps breaking records, like you got to put him in the top five at some point. Oh yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. You got to put him in the top five, hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna. Hey, listen, LeBron, I, I'm like just not a fan at all. Yeah. Just to how he's represented himself over the years, but you know, as Colin Coward will say, our favorite friend of the show, uh, he made the league <laughs> mobile. And that was his claim to fame. Because in the past, guys were super loyal, loyal, signed max deals, all that good yeah. stuff. He was the first one that made it like a thing. Right. So like player empowerment shit, which I will say was good for a point. And now it's kind of turning on its head with this whole KD thing. So we're kind of just sitting somewhere where it's like, all right, like this hits a limit. Like you can't t- – like I'm just going to say it really quick. You can't really – like go into a team and have them fire their coach and hire new guys. Cause they didn't like Atkinson cause Atkinson was going to coach them. So they hire new guys that, th- that Katie basically picks. So they wouldn't coach him so he can do whatever. And then now Katie's like, I don't like him anymore. Like it's been like two years, man. Like you've got to get your shit together. I don't understand. Well, basically what it's created is a bunch of, you know, guys crying shit wolf, right? Yeah, and eventually you cry shit wolf so much nobody's gonna believe you anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how this one looks to me and how it smells. So as we move forward into this, I think you will start to see a shift where that does give franchises a little bit more control over guys. But I mean, you see it more so in the NBA. If a guy says I'm done, I'm not coming back. Any of this, 
then he's for sure definitely not coming back. You don't see that in the NBA. You know, there yeah. isn't a lot of like barking, right? There's a and lot you gotta of gotta be a certain done. level, you know? Like you can't be that like I made one all star, I'm gonna start complaining and now they'll be like, All right, like what do you want me to do? I'm not trading you. Like you get there's a certain level that you have to be at where you can actually make this kind of thing happen. Right. You can't be like Lonzo and make this happen. Right. Like, it's, it, like that's not going to happen. No disrespect to Lonzo, but yeah. I mean, we're happy to have Lonzo. If he can stay yeah. on the court, we're going to be great. But I agree. Know, time, time will tell. Time will yeah. tell. You know, we got basketball season coming up here, what, in a few months, right? I'm excited. I love basketball, dude. Oh, I like Vince basketball probably more than most people. Heavy basketball. Yeah. Big I mean, a lot of times during basketball season, Vince is like, well, this guy has these statistics and X amount of rebounds. And then Mike's and like, like, okay. Yes, he does. <laughs> Basketball talk. <laughs> I love it, dude. Basketball, basketball talk. talk. My favorite basketball is hockey talk. talk, dude. My favorite is hockey talk, though. No way. Yeah. We haven't talked about hockey on the show in three, like three months. Right. That's what I'm saying. And every time we do, it's about three minutes. And then we move. Yeah, it's on. like, well, hockey is doing <laughs> hockey stuff. That's hockey talk. <laughs> move like, now. <laughs> Chance the rapper of hockey talk on podcast. We're like, Laz, we want to talk about that series. You should do that. Uh, <laughs> That's how we get with hockey. Yep. You should. And the hockey players doing the hockey game, <laughs> and especially now that the Blackhawks are going to be trash for years to come. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to be like, oh my God. But, you know, yeah. by the way, Vinny, I may have it in with us for Blackhawk tickets come fall. So oh. stay tuned, my guy. Looks stay like we tuned. actually might become hockey guys. We might become hockey guys. I'm just saying. You know, hey, we stick through it. But, you know, let's get to a sport that we really do enjoy and love yes. deep down in our soul. Uh, mm-hmm. Baseball is just it, – it's America's pastime. And, and and we love some baseball, especially on this pod. We, we get super passionate about it. No and, uh, you know, growing up in an era with arguably one of the best shortstops, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the captain documentary because yes. we have both been high on this now for uh, a while. Yeah. So Vince and I have both – uh, you know, got basically completed with the doc and, and Vince, you know, I know you just kind of breeze through this thing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the doc, man? Okay. So <clears throat> the first thing I have to clear my name because I've, I guess people think I'm a Jeter hater, which is crazy to me. Um, the only thing I say about Jeter is like, he's not, he wasn't like the, I'm going to lead the league in all of these things. He was like a hits leader for sure. He was the beacon of consistency. He's the captain. He was like the, he's the guy that led a team, ran a team. He wasn't like the, I'm going to hit all these home runs. I'm going to steal all these bases, but all of those things kind of start compiling on each other. And then you have a guy that has 3,400 hits in his career, 200 plus home runs, 200 plus stolen bases, all those things. So I just need to say that not a Jeter hater. I'm just like, if you look at their stats, like Barry Bonds is better. Sure. But like, Jeter was also a captain and he won and that's all that matters. So that's the first thing I'm going to say. And then after that, I, I thought it was cool. Like, especially like the connection with like New York, his connection with like the hip hop guys, the situations that he's been in, like the whole new year shooting thing where he could have been part of it. There's just a lot of things. And he's also an absolute guru with the media, truly a guru. Oh, I wouldn't disagree to watch that documentary. So fun fact, uh, one of the first autobiographies I ever read growing up playing baseball and being as passionate as was about it was the Derek Jeter documentary. No kidding. Uh, the autobio of Derek. I mean, just a fascinating book. Show the work ethic of that kid. He would do a thousand swings every day when he was in high school. His yeah, dream was to play for the Yankees as a young mm-hmm. boy due to his grandmother's love of the Yankees. Right. And he grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, not a baseball city, not a baseball town, a nope. dark and Western cold town. Right. And yeah. he became the best high school baseball player in the country. And there was going to be a unanimous, unanimous decision that he was basically going to be the first or second pick off the board. And he actually fell to the Yankees at six. So this yeah. kid has got to live his dream A and then B. It was almost like fate for him to end up this way. He's the definition of if you work hard enough, you start getting lucky where it's like luck is just a, a microcosm of working hard. That's literally what it is. Cause he's like, you know, I worked hard and did this, this and that. And a lot of things fell his way. Like he would be, he knows he was lucky for sure. In a lot of scenarios. I mean, he got drafted by a Yankees team that like they were stacked. Like he was not the one like in that team, like even the first, um, 
like World Series that they were going to or like the playoffs, he was on the bench with a bunch of guys with like the Don Mattingly's and Bernie Williams and all those guys that were on the team at the time. So he kind of had like a great base to learn from. Hey, this is how you win. This is what how you have to deal with it. And then he was able to kind of continue that as it went on. And you saw that movement in 2009 when he was the guy. So, you know, he's just a leader. He has a flair for the moment. I will tell you that because even like, you know, home run for his 3000th hit and his last hit ever, just a, a walk off. What was it? Single at that point. He just, he knows how to do it. He understands the moment and he basically wrote a story. So it was just beautiful to watch. Very, very enticing. A lot of the interviews were really cool. So, and also his parents, man, they were part of the whole thing. And it was just really interesting to see how that progressed as life went on. Absolutely. I mean, as, as you just alluded to the flair for the moment, I mean, that, that walk-off home run in the 2001 world series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, just, just times where they're down and out, but like they were saying in this documentary is like, you know, the ghosts come out at Yankee stadium, especially at old Yankee stadium. Yep. He's like, there was always some feeling that we had that we were going to win. It was just very interesting. But I mean, those late nineties, early two thousands team, Paul O'Neill, uh, Tino Martinez. Tino. I forgot about uh, Tino. Dude, How dare dude, I? Dude, you can't forget about Tino. Tino was one of the best first basemen probably of that era. Then Jorge Posada in his prime. The core zero. four. That shit's really cool too, man. Oh, was yeah. Him, Pettit, Rivera, and uh, Jeter and uh, Posada. It was just like, it's cool that they won so many times together and they were still together in 2009 to win that last one. Like, that's yeah. like the last baseball dynasty we've really had, if you think about it. No, absolutely. It it really was. It it, it was something that I don't think we'll see again. Um, Not for a long time, at least. Yeah, I can't see I, that happening now unless the Dodgers start doing more. Yeah, no. I mean, the Dodgers, it's just, I feel as if it's so hard to duplicate that. Because yes. it was a different game, honestly. You know, it yeah, wasn't baseball's the game of kind of in a lull, honestly. Ships. Oh, yeah, no, it's. I think it needs steroids again because the God, like watching this documentary, thinking of that era, that early yeah. 2000s era of baseball. And, and, and it was just so electric and it, uh, the home run races and the Yankees and Barry Bonds. And then all these guys juiced to the core. And it had, had hey, steroids back. To the I will say, <laughs> I, I, I've always thought this, but A-Rod's such a chode, dude. Like <laughs> Every interview A-Rod's he has. kind of a dick. When he was when he was like the ESPN broadcaster too, it was the same thing where it was just kind of like he talks out of his ass so much, and I don't know he's yeah. too white, you know, like it's like with those things too. Where I'm just looking at him, and I'm just like, you son of a bitch. He was so good, like he was obviously so good. He was probably the best player on that 2009 team. He was a better player than Derek Jeter technically, statistically. Well, that's like the difference they're, between they're, they're leadership and that. They're different players. Right, but they're the ease, most easily comp- comparable. They like they came in at the same time, played the same position, and they were like both premier players. You know, yeah, but it's like the difference. Like you're not going to compare. You know, you're not going to compare. Um, you know, Frank Thomas to you know, I don't know. Like think of a third baseman or a first baseman worthwhile like back then. Right. right? You know, like. Paul, like Olerud, you're not going to compare Olerud to Frank Thomas at yeah. position to position. Yeah, granted, they played the same position. They were two totally different players. Yeah. And and with that being said, I mean, A-Rod was more of a five-tool prospect. He mm-hmm. could hit. He could run. He could field. He had a great arm. But he could he's hit not afraid so of steroids. Yeah, he's not afraid of the shit. And that's <laughs> fine. But genetically, they're they're made up differently. Where DJ is just more of a consistent play defense, get on base. You know, he's not going to mind his own business too. You. Avoid oh, distractions. Hey, that guy talk about having a dog in you. He's got like that mm-hmm. MJ type dog where nothing else mattered but winning. And he that's what I'm saying. They're right. probably the most comparable like athletes. I would say out of like different yeah. sports, like. MJ and Jeter, I'd put, you know, together. Now, what the documentary didn't talk about, once again, this is all allegedly, but um, that feud between him and A-Rod went back far, like, went back to, of course, the articles that came out that A-Rod said that, you know, He's not DJ a leader. Was, yeah, DJ's not a leader, and he wasn't surrounded, you know, by the same people he was. He'd be in a different position, blah, 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 blah. But there's actually more drama to that saga if you do more research on it, okay, they were actually competing 
in the game itself outside of the game, meaning like women. And a lot oh. of it came stemming from, I highly recommend everybody go look up the drama segment of A-Rod, DJ, and Jessica Alba. No way. Oh, yeah. she. There was a I mean, I don't blame Like Jessica Alba was like my literal sexual awakening. Oh, Jessica Alba, I think, was a lot of uh, millennial sexual awakenings. Um, but yeah, so... That's something to pay attention to. I guess that became a real feud between them two. They were feuding over women. And, like, you know, if Alex Rodriguez found out DJ was going after some Hollywood star, he would kind of go after her as well. Like That's so lame. Like, but like once again, more reasons why I believe Alex Rodriguez is a smidge of a wiener. Yeah. But, but I mean, think about it. Those guys, they could have they, they had anything they wanted, especially yep. at, their, at their height. And DJ going out, you know, in New York, being at the top of the top. I mean, With yeah, Diddy. Gonna... <laughs> Diddy. I mean, of course they had to put Diddy Fat and Joe. Fat Joe in that. Yeah. yeah. Turn the fucking yeah. mic on. Bro, uh, Jadakiss. Jadakiss's voice is so fucked up now. He sounds like me. Dude, I love Jadakiss. Me too. Jadakiss has bars. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't have the locks. Jada, like that that time period, like late nineties, early two thousands. Jada, the locks, like those guys were just putting out banger after banger after banger. I'm surprised they didn't have Jay Z on there. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. What? Um, no, just the just the uh, crazy for this one, Terry. <laughs> you put on a good Jay Z. Um, really? Yeah, no, they, he pro- they were probably like, do you want to be in this? He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. You got to assume he's around because they do talk about like Jay-Z and Alicia and stuff in the 2009 one. Um, oh, yeah. Which is dope. But yeah, there was dude. And also the Jimmy Rollins when he was like, I like Alicia and I like Jay-Z. But after that World Series, I never wanted to hear that song ever again. He was like, it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh, it was one of the worst. I, I, I think that that's funny, though, that he said that. But I mean, hey, he... He might have called a shot a little too hard, but I feel like yep. a lot of those guys, you know. But but what you do remember is a lot of those teams you forget about, right? Yeah. You, a lot of these guys you forget about, like Jimmy Rollins, Shane Victorino, and Chase Utley in their prime. I and mean, yeah, they were they were great. Brad Shit, Lynch like in his prime, one of the best closers in baseball. Early Marlins, dude. I'll never Ooh. forget that team. Mike Lowell just being a dog. Mike Lowell being a dog. Ozzy Guillen coaching third base, leaving yeah. there to come. You know, manage for the White Sox and Beckett, and then, dude. Oh, Josh Beckett in his prime. Pudge. And then they had juiced up Pud Rodriguez toward yep. the end of his prime, just mm-hmm. throwing lasers down the second. I mean, it was great. Young Juan Pierre. I mean, young Mickey. Obviously, Miggy. Like, Obviously, Miggy, yeah. Hanley Ramirez started to get on the scene then, too. I mean, they yeah. had a, a hell of a stacked lineup and a young lineup at that. Um, but just a great documentary. I mean, ultimately Agreed. one of the better sport documentaries I've seen next to the last dance in a minute. So, yeah, I, I did compare the two. I like the last dance better. Obviously I'm also biased, but Very it is nice. what it is. Um, but no, it was, it was comparable in that way. It was kind of shot in a similar way. I thought it was interesting. Like, you know, it's, it's, you learn things that you never knew and you assume, you know, everything and you don't. So it's really cool. Absolutely. 10 out of 10 so- suggest to watch it. 10 out of 10 suggests watch ESPN Plus worth the purchase for that docuseries in itself. Yep. Whether you do dislike or like the Yankees, it's still very interesting. Yeah, I don't care for the Yankees at all, but it was super interesting. Yeah. And speaking of the Yankees, Vince, they're on yeah. a fucking slide. <laughs> Mike, what? I love this. I love – okay, so last week I talked about the Gallo bump. And boy, Gallo oh boy, bump. am I happy that I talked about the Gallo bump. So – the New York Yankees are now two and eight in their last ten, and their offense looks stagnant. I think they're like zero. They scored zero runs, then two, then three, then zero, then two, then zero again. Like not, not good. Um, they could use a guy right now that hits like you know two sixty with a six nine six slugging, which just so happens to be Joey Gallo's slash line since joining the Dodgers. So Joey Gallo's been raking, better or worse. He was hitting like 100 for the for the Yankees, and the Yankees can't get offense to save their lives right now. Granted, they got injuries, they gave themselves a nice little cushion, but I mean, it's like every game. I'm going on Twitter and I'm just seeing Yankees fans just ready to burn the world down. It's just like, man, oh man, I wish my team, you know, wasn't slumping. 
AKA they're not, but still it's just, it's nice to see watching Yankees fans cry is really funny. And I'm sure they feel the same way about everybody else. Cause they usually do. Um, and it's cool when they win too, I guess, but it's just nice to see. How bad is it? You know, we all knew they were going to slide. Right. And, you know, well, they were on an unbelievable run for a while there. Right. So, okay. They dropped, you know, two of their last 10 fine. They're still nine games ahead of the Rays and the nine and a half ahead of the Blue Jays. Yeah. You know, I think what they got to worry about in this division, the AL East, is you look at teams like the Orioles coming out of nowhere. <laughs> dude, can and we talk it, about the Orioles for a moment right now? Dude, that team's young and they are motivated to prove a lot of people wrong. Don't be surprised if they bid for a wild card spot. I wouldn't discredit that. I don't know if you guys remember, but I took a little trip down to D.C. in June. You did? Whoa, Vince, are we are we gonna take some credit for this on this pod? I went to Camden Yards and the Orioles won. And that was the beginning of their absolute tear. Absolute tear. I'm not saying I did it. I'm not always saying causation and correlation are always the same. But I could be. I'm just saying. Because when we went to it was just an empty house. Adley Rushman just got up, and now you're watching those games and they're filling out the stadium. That's a fan base that goes when their team is good and doesn't go when their team is bad, just like the White Sox. So, like, we're not going to incentivize this bullshit. We're just not going to go. Well, listen, I, I understand it entirely. I mean, you know, we as a fan group do not show up unless you're putting a good product on the field. And we thought over the right. past few years we were getting to a point where we could be at this stage of the game, right? You got, like, a few left, and then before you know it, um, you know, you're in that 75, 80 game portion and you got, you know, 25, 30 games left, but um, we're not there at all. And uh, we're not looking to be there, but thank God we're in the shittiest division in all baseball. We will get into White Sox talk, but if we do yeah. look at the AL wild card right now, Seattle's right there, but the, like that difference is a matter of four games. Yeah. Right? For like so the first one, six teams coming up there. Right. So if teams go on a slide, you never know how this could end, right? I mean, yeah. Baltimore is right there, and they're a game and a half out right now. So and guess I mean, who has the same record? I mean, Minnesota has the same record, so it goes to show you. And the White Sox. And the White Sox. So yeah. it goes to show you that that team's come out of nowhere this year, and that Adley Rushman's going to be a dog for them. And then once He's that holiday good. kid develops in years to come, you know, some future bets for the Orioles to win the AL East titles may not be out of pocket because yeah, if somebody put a bet down for the Orioles to make the playoffs this year, they probably are about to cash out a lot. I would cash it out right now. Honestly, I wouldn't even risk it for the biscuit. Like <laughs> at yeah, this point, you're probably going to get a decent amount of money from that. Yeah. If you bet early in the season, Baltimore to be here at this stage of the game, you're making some do re me. Yeah, you know, no doubt about absolutely. it. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. But, I mean, the Yankees on a big slide, they're not playing well. Aging team. So, you know, still, I don't believe that they can get to the playoffs, ALDS, and beat a team like the Astros. No. Right? I, I just don't see it long term. And it definitely seems like after the trade deadline, they've kind of taken this um, this downhill spiral. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. And then Joey Gallo with the bump right now. Kids hitting 260 plus, just <laughs> raking right now. I mean, he got to the Dodgers and was like, oh, I can grow facial hair again? Let's roll. Right. It was the beard. I feel like it really is. And also that note about how he was just really unhappy on the Yankees. I kind of felt bad for the guy. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's a difficult town to play in. And when you saw the hyper focus, so difficult market. But at the end of the day, good for him. Yeah. Chiller, it's chiller in, Do- in in Dodgerland. You can kind of not be as you know all eyes on you because of like Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and the bangers they got on that and team. Everybody else all over that team, <laughs> right? So it's like you know the only person you got to pray to God that you're not worse than is fucking Craig, Craig Kimbrell. I was gonna right? say old friend alert. Ew, ew, ew. Oh God, he's the worst. Craig Kimbrell, Mike. Craig Kimbrell will continue to be the Los Angeles Dodgers closers until the season ends on October 5th. That's been announced. They have officially announced that? Yeah. He, oh, it's over? Yeah, they said, they said they're confident in him. He hasn't had a clean outing since July 13th. Mind you, it's August, what, 16th? Right now, 17th today? Bro. Um, He's blown every save opportunity with a one-run lead. And 
Dodger fans are going more rape shit than the Yankees fans are. And listen, this is what happened last year. If you don't remember, he was on the Shy Sox. He would go into a game. First off, he's like, I'm a closure. That's my problem. Okay, yeah, all right. He'd go into a game in the eighth inning, and he'd give it up immediately. That's just what he does. He'd go into the game in the ninth inning. He'd give it up. Basically, the way that people are acting right now, they're like, he needs to have a three-plus run lead to get a save, which is just not what you want your closer to be. Craig Campbell's washed. I think it's pretty obvious that he's washed. And all I got to say about that is thank you for A.J. Pollock. Well, okay, let me ask you this. At this stage of the game, would you rather have A.J. Pollock or Nick Madrigal? A.J. Pollock, honestly. Seriously? Yeah, because okay, let's Josh Harrison's playing minute. well. That's the only reason why. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. To me, Nick Madrigal was an integral nine-hitter to this team. When yeah. they were all together on the field, there was like some magic there for a while. And it was like, wow, this could be something if they're all going to stay healthy. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I, th- I still think Nick, Mad- Nick Madrigal is going to wind up being a great ball player for that Cubs team because you he got just needs Morrell, to stay healthy. Nico Horner, all these kids that are coming up for them. Like people, I think honestly are sleeping on the Cubs that there are a few additions away actually being very good. I and, agree, and and I'm not a fan, but it's just like what it is. Sure? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. We're it's, not it's going honest. There. Yeah, no, it's it's, it is. It is honest. Like they're, they got a couple good pitchers in the ring right now. They didn't get rid of Hap and Contreras, whatever they're planning on doing with that. But they are bringing up these these like dudes that are producing for them. Um, the thing with Nick Magical is he has to stay healthy, and he yeah. hasn't been able to do that ever. Like he's played forty one games this year. That's not going to do it. That wouldn't do it for us. I'd rather have Josh yeah. Harrison, who played. True. You know, more than 41 games this year. Let's not fucking so. jinx it, Vinny. Let's not fucking jinx it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, yeah, that's that. Craig Kimbrell's bad. We remember that. Yes, he is. He is bad. Absolutely. Um, I just believe that as this goes on, I don't think that the Dodgers have a fighting chance in hell to win the NL as a whole. Well, um, right now they have it. I know, but when the playoffs start, it's a totally different ball game. And I don't and think Craig Kimbrell is gonna yeah, I don't think Craig Kimbrell is gonna be able to, you know, close out a game against the Mets when, you know, you got a one run lead and you got that banger of a lineup coming up. And not only that, you got uh the uh Ed, what's his name? Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz, absolute badass oh. walkout. Absolute badass walkout. Vince, you know, with that being said, you know, topic of conversation here, what would be your walkout song if you were a closing pitcher? Dude, it would probably be the MC by Wale because literally the beginning oh. is like, you, the literally the beginning is, is just like a bunch of horns and it's like, pitchers on my line. And I would just run out and be like, I will fucking ruin you all. Like, I'd be so hypey the whole time. This it is, I think this is really good because like Liam has a walkout that's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but it's good that closers are kind of getting into it, putting on the light shows a bit. It's like, oh, it's game time right now. Get them hyped up. I like that shit. There needs to be more of that stuff in baseball, and I think this is trending in the right direction. Hendrix has his own walkout song. He does. And I just, I'm just like, I think it's lame as fuck because it's yeah. Liam Hendrix, and I got a chance to see that on Saturday. And we're gonna get into that in a minute. Boy, eighteen in a row, Mike. Eighteen That's, in a row. We're not talking about him right now. Anyway. Because <laughs> we're talking about our walkout songs. You got to say it. Yeah, here's tell me your, tell me here, please. Chilling. Okay. So in professional wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or was it Stone Cold or was it I forgot what it was, or was it uh The Undertaker? Used to just come out to a tone. Oh shit. I think that was The Undertaker. It I don't just know, was though. like I a wasn't steady, even No, Mike Tyson. That's one thing about. It. I can't believe I totally forgot. <laughs> Mike Tyson, when Mike Tyson will come out for a fight, will come out to like this blank tone, it's and like, it was just like, <laughs> and it was like deafening, and like you knew that you were gonna get your shit pushed in that night. It was like a bomb siren. It's kind like, oh, of fuck. But it was oh, like no. a legitimate tone, and that tone you knew. I mean, it had to just be the most deflating moment in the world 
where you know you're going to have to fight just this pit bull of Mike Tyson in his prime. He's a dog. He's a pit bull. He's a pit bull on the dog scale, Mike Tyson. And that's what I would want it to be, that tone of you're in for something now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's fine. So, okay. Love it. Well, you know, we are eager to talk about our White Sox, as we couldn't yep. tell. Vince, boys are on a heater. Let's go. They are. Boys are on a heater. Um, listen, we've been talking week after week about how the White Sox are pissing us off royally this year. Are they in the position that they should be right now? Absolutely not. But when positivity comes, we accept it with open arms. And right now, the White Sox are playing well. So there's a bit of a story here. So Johnny Cueto might be the reason that this is a thing. So after an abysmal series against the Royals where they dropped three or four against the division's worst team, he quoted, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) he quoted, we need to fight. We need to show the fight. We need to show the fire that we have, if we have any, which is like, oh, ho, ho. he's calling out the boys and saying, they need if it. we have any, we got to show it up. Talk to Larusa. Larusa in the um, in the press conference after when it was when it was said, he was like, I'm surprised he said it. And instead of being like, you shouldn't say that about our players, he decided to call a meeting. Larissa took in, there's about 10 guys in there, Liam Hendricks included, about lighting a fire under their asses, and it worked. It was overtly positive, they said, and now the boys are on an unbelievable win streak. So you can't really complain about that, man. No. Somebody needed to call them out. They have the fucking talent to move, and if they don't understand it, then somebody needs to tell them, hey, uh, if we start pulling our heads out of our asses, maybe – we can get somewhere. They have the talent. They have the horses. Now you got to work. And now you got to act like the dog of a team that you need to be in yep. order to make a playoff run. Well, so they were I saying, the yeah, they were saying there was like a lot of cockiness that they didn't deserve. And the cockiness needs to turn to confidence. That was the difference. And the fact that they're doing that now, I'm liking to see it. They're playing the Astros right now. They took two from the Astros here to continue that win streak. They're playing right now. So when this comes out, it might be over. But at this point, what's the update? What's the score right now? It's three to two in the sixth. We, so, so we got time. This, we got yeah, time. and the Sox are down one. So we got time. Yep. And pitching's been good. Johnny Cueto has been so good this year. So good this year. Didn't expect it. They signed him to a minor league deal, and it was kind of like, okay, if he is anything, I guess he can come up and pitch sometimes. He is probably our third best starter right now. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And to think that he's better than Lance Lynn right now, I mean, it's it's difficult. Wouldn't to have bet that. <laughs> I know no one would have bet that at this stage of the game. Lance Lynn's had a dog shit year, and I feel as if that if he was in a better role right now, we would be in a better role right now. But him and Giolito have had really down years. Yep, and I'm little concerned about what that looks like in the future considering especially Gio, contractually oh yeah because they're coming up you know especially geo he's on basically his last year with the with the squad and it's like well what is he going to do you right. know is it a thought process to go back out and get road on next season we'll see about that i feel as if we got bigger fish to fry right now but right now, now yeah they got work to do right now but you know what that's a testament to this team right now Luis robert goes down Timmy Anderson goes down, yep. right? And they went on a. And those are your two time. best players. A lot of people would say, right? At least right if now. not, absolutely. Two of your best players at top of your lineup, basically, and guys that are needed in order to make this work. So, in my eyes, it needs to happen. Yep. Um, and moving forward, it will be something that I believe uh, will make or break this team's chances of winning the AL Central. Is it possible? that everything that I just said about the Cueto thing and everything didn't have anything to do with this, Mike? No, no, I don't. I don't think, I don't think that's true at all. But hold on. So Cascade played after a home game. Oh, the Cascade theory. And the White Sox haven't lost since that either. They got an angel on their shoulder and a devil in their head. It it might be Cascade. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it might be. 
I mean, hey, I, I would love to think it because Cascade's a local guy. He puts out great house music. And, you know, I mean, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that the random fan calling out LaRusa in the game to say pinch hit or pinch run yeah, Adam Angle. That was wild. Was he actually Literally listening fan, to him? I, I hate to say it because it was like a last minute call. Yeah. It was like a fan yelled. Get Jimenez off second. What are yeah. you thinking? He's like, put Angle in there. Put Angle in there. And literally, the t- second thing that happens is he waddles his old ass out of the dugout. Yeah, we're going to pinch run. Yeah, we're going to pinch run. Pinch run. We're going to pinch only, run. The only thing I'm I'm thinking it might have not happened is because the guy was relatively far away and Larusa probably can't hear too well anymore. So that's the only reason why I think maybe he just made that choice on his own. Hey, I just believe that whatever this mojo we got right now, we need to lightning in a bottle right now and just keep it moving. Uh, 3-2 right now in this game, going in the sixth inning. I mean, hey, that's perfect timing for us. That's been the past two games we've been down. So in this past five games, I don't think we've really led to start the series once. Nope. So I believe this is a big one. That Tiger series, I think, is exactly what we needed. In the game I was at on Saturday night, we were down – 2-1, we were down 3-1, then we were down 4-3, and then it, it just like we've been coming back. So it's good to see that right now, especially playing a very good team being the Houston Astros. Agreed. Now, I will say that this was interesting, and this is something to talk about. So last night, Dylan Cease intentionally balked, okay, because what's what's the third baseman? For uh, the the Astros, the trash Astros, Bregman. Yeah, Bregman. Bregman was on second, and the last time a runner of theirs was on second, Kyle Tucker hit a curveball off of Cease that was tight, and yep. it was like, okay, you had to know that was coming. Now legally, you can, you know, do the sign stealing. Yeah, they were still stealing signs, but this was legal this time. I guess. Fucking bitch. But I mean, I mean, still, but. Cease legally was like, no, I'm going to fucking balk and take your ass, Bregman, and put you on third. Yeah. With one out and left in the inning, or with one out in the inning and just struck out the side after that. And you want to know what he did later in that game? Why don't you tell us what he did later in that game, Vince? Paying attention to sweet little garden gnome freaking El Tuve behind him. He's obviously looking at second base because El Tuve is like the, the king cheater of the kings. Um, he ended up turning around and getting a nice little pickoff move and picking him off, making him walk all the way back to the stupid ass dugout with the stupid ass face. I love to see that shit. El Tuve yeah. pisses me off more than anything. And just saying that was sweet pisses us off. Yeah, sweet we don't relief. like the Garden Gnome. And even tonight in tonight's game, he got Copic twice, yep. which I thought was some nonsense watching that. I was like, really, bro? Really, right now? I mean, he's a good baseball player. There's no doubt about right. it. You can't deny it. Yeah, but no, absolutely. He just he ruined just everything. Like, like people loved that man so much. I thought it was so cool that a dude like that was just hitting dingers. I'm like, look at that body style. How was he doing that? And then you just absolutely tarnished his entire reputation. It's just embarrassing. You know, what really sucks about it that like in 2020 they didn't get a true chance of like taking their shit on the chin. Because it got saying. short, like, and, and not in front of fans to get fucking booed and your shit and your trash. And, like, no, there was none of that. That's why so, I still hate on them now. It's like, it was so long ago. It's like, they never even got their due diligence. Like, they deserve yeah, they to get booed for the next 10 years. Like, they seriously. They did not get what was coming to them at all. So no. they should feel it every day. Anytime every day Altuve's up to bat and I'm there, I will be booing that man. I will tell you that. Well, every the time. literal playoffs last year it was literally the chant of the game was yep. fuck el tuve yeah so you gotta love it i i think it's great i love the competition i love the fact that we have a, a rival in a different division I, or a different conference i think it's awesome um they're in the al now yeah no i know meaning different division of the al so al west i think it's yeah. great that we have a uh you know just a rival there that we get hyped about playing i think it's mm-hmm. great juju but Hypothetically, Vince, I mean, we're on this little heater right now. We continue to put on some five-game stretches. You know, we got some series coming up, I'm sure, in the AL Central that we're going to have to play well in. Yeah. So it comes out today that our favorite upon favorite, Lori Garcia, who doesn't hit the ball in the air, yep, um, is now hurting on the 10-day IL. 
Fine with me. Now we get some new guys coming up. We got Luis Gonzalez. We got Rami. We got Rami Gonzalez. My Luis Gonzalez is on the freaking Giants now. So. Yeah, and he was on the Diamondbacks also. Anyway. Oh yeah, no, uh, back that guy back in the day. Yeah, we had Luis two. Gonzalez, but yeah. but we did have our own. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the Sosa kid. So yeah. we got two young middle infielders that are now getting some chances to play the show, and I think uh, I think I think this could be a good thing. I like that. You know, I'm like, I don't root for injuries. I don't want anybody to get injured, but I don't, I don't want to ever watch Larry Garcia ever again. If I'm being honest, like I'm just sick of it. And people say like, we're going to stop like complaining about him. He's the most consistently on the field, all that stuff. I'm just sick of him. Just why is he on the team still? Like, it doesn't make any sense. His numbers are absolutely horseshit this year. A lot of the teams are, but especially him. It's like, he does not deserve to be getting that much playing time. And he's just consistently is. So it's good to see these guys get in there. You're mixing up the, the lineups a little bit more. It looks like LaRusa finally woke up literally. And yeah, that's fine with me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that this is something that, um, in the future, um, it's going to be good for us. I think at yeah. the end of the day, LaRusa maybe wakes him up a little bit, but I doubt it. So, yeah, time's going to tell. Time's going to tell. At, at times, I do feel as if uh, Ricky Renteria may have been the best choice long-term for us. But, yeah, well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, it's like you're drafting straws from a shitty collection of them. <laughs> you know? A shitty collection of straws. There's We're just going to call them uh, shit straws. Shit straws. Uh, yeah, shit straws. Like it. Um, so cool. Well, Vinny, I think we are ready to go on a tear here. Hopefully, the boys can pull out the game tonight. Any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Any taxi um, squad final thoughts? You know what, people? Be healthy. Drink some water. Have a good time. Enjoy the rest of this baseball season. Enjoy football season starting up here. And thank you for listening to us. It's wow. very much appreciated. I hope that we make your week a tiny bit better. I think, you know, Vince, that, that was a good one. That was a very positive final thoughts. I, I'm, I'm with this guy. You know, make sure you hydrate. You got to hydrate. You know, exercise is good for your brain, too. And, you know, as always, tune in every Thursday because this is what we do. You know, uh, we had a little blip in the action last week of getting it posted. But, you know, that's only a one-time thing. That was on me. Hand no, up. That, that, no, <laughs> no, shit happens. Shit happens. This guy's out partying willy-nilly. I'm like, that's worth the fucking episode. The fuck like, oh, the shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Happened to the best of us. Happened to me, too. I mean, yeah. hey, we're all there. We're all there. But at the end of the day, we appreciate you all coming back for episode 33 season two as always we will be back next week gonna get in some new fire content next week that i'm pretty Cheap. jazzed about Cheap. and as always you gotta like it you gotta follow it you gotta post it you gotta comment on it you gotta you gotta, you gotta do, all, do that. all of it because that's what we do on taxi squad podcast we keep just bringing the noise right so bring the Vinny, noise <laughs> Vinny boy we yeah. will see you next week my guy hey you have a beautiful one man and you, you guys all one. out there Peace.